Greetings to my lovely audience. My name is Sylvan. I use he, him pronouns, and welcome back to LGBTQSU. So I just want to start off this this with saying thank you so much for your patience and consideration with the upload schedule. Um, you know, in, in hindsight, should I have started this podcast right before having to go on multiple breaks and dealing with college finals for the first time? No, <laughs> probably not. I probably should have waited or started earlier, which I'd actually wanted to do, but, you know, circumstances didn't allow that. Um, so, you know, thank you for your patience and your understanding with uh, this, the upload schedule. Um, you know, uh, I do also want to say that this be- this episode being uploaded later in the week will not... Oh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was drinking soda before recording this, which is probably also a bad idea, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, but anyway, uh, this episode being uploaded later will not affect the upload schedule for the next episode that should still be coming out on Monday. Of course, God forbid something happens. I will let you know on the Instagram page, but, you know, that should be totally fine. Um, And I've been, you know, I realized over break, like, oh, I'm going to be gone for winter break for, like, six six weeks, (laughs) just about. Um, So I'm working out what to do with that and, like, with the upload schedule because I don't... With with finals going on, I genuinely think it would be impossible to pre-record six episodes, um, you know, write them out, record them and everything. I genuinely think that would be impossible. So I'm working out things to do. Um, I'm thinking possibly just like an every two-week schedule, so only having to pre-record like three episodes or talking with the team to see what I can record at home, you know, what if, any, if I can take any equipment home or if not, like what I can do. Um, or, you know, various things that I can do on the Instagram page, you know, like I could, I mean, I could go live. I could, let me know if you guys would like to see me go live on the Instagram page, um, or just, you know, do little videos, and like, I'm gonna be interacting with you guys during the break, I'm not just gonna, you know, stop talking and stop doing everything over the break, um, but you know, I've been thinking about that a lot, and trying to figure out what to do there, um, but as it stands now, the next few weeks, even with finals, I will be recording an episode for every week. Um, again, of course, I will let you know if there's any problems on the Instagram page. Um, so make sure that you're following that at Sylvan underscore on WQSU. Um, <laughs> so, you know, for fun little updates and behind the scenes stuff there. Um, so, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about the schedule and I'm, I'm going to be working it out. And I will let you guys know once I figure that out on the Instagram page and in whatever episode I will I will be recording at that point. I will let you know. Um, But uh, anyway, yeah, so enough about that. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about being gay during the holidays. You know, it's the holiday season, you know, from, well, okay, the holiday season to me is basically like halfway through October through the end of December because Halloween is an incredibly important holiday to me. I love Halloween. I love the aesthetic. It's wonderful. Um, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas has always been my favorite movie for a reason. You know, I love Halloween. That's great. And Thanksgiving, you know, there, there has been a lot of talk this year, especially about the colonial, like the colonialism and the, the fact that Thanksgiving is really not, it's not a great holiday. Um, but it is still very, it's still celebrated in my family. Um, and you know, this isn't a, this isn't a podcast to discuss that kind of, well, I mean, of course, if it, com- if it comes up, then I'll talk about it. But that's not that's not the point of the podcast. So anyway, um, yeah, if you guys if you guys couldn't tell, I'm in a very rambly mood. Um, but I think that'll go well for I think that'll go over well for the um, for this for today's topic. And you know, again, as I said in the last few episodes, the scripting for this show is um, basically just bullet points for top for topics so that I don't miss anything. 
Um, but anyway, <laughs> oh my goodness, I am, no, I'm good, I'm good, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so being gay during the holidays, it is a very, it's, it's a very big topic for a lot of people during the holiday season, um, no matter what holidays you're celebrating. Um, if you and your family celebrate holidays, it is an incredibly stressful time when you're queer, or at least it can be. Of course, the holidays are stressful either way, but as a queer person, it's different. Um, because, you know, the holidays in general sound like a wonderful time. You know, your family's coming together, there's gift giving and food and love, and you get a bunch of time with your extended family, probably, that you don't get a lot of time to see. That sounds wonderful when you're cishet and or in a supportive family. But when you're queer and in an unsupportive family, it can cause a lot of issues. Um, if you're dealing with, you know, actually like actively homophobic or transphobic family, of course that is very difficult. But even just awkward questions of when are you getting a boyfriend when you're a lesbian or why don't you wear dresses anymore when you're a closeted trans masculine person? Um, you know, those can cause issues either before you come out or when you're in a family that's not necessarily homophobic but not not homophobic, if that makes sense. Like, you know, like with the, the awkward questions of when are you getting a boyfriend, it's like, well, you know, grandma, I'm gay. Um, of course, for me, that's opposite. I'm not a lesbian, but I, uh, I hope that made sense to you guys. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of different environments that can be really stressful for a, tr for a trans or a queer, or like a gay person, anyone in the LGBT community to deal with. And, um, you know, some people, like it gets to a point where they either are not allowed to come home or they will not go home for safety reasons during the holidays, which can, you know, they also just may not have a home for, like they people may not have a home to go to for the holidays for whatever reason. So even if you're not going home, it can be an incredibly triggering time and bring up a lot of bad memories involving your family, um, depending on the reason that you don't, that you're not going home for the holidays. Um, it can be a very stressful time and it is, it's a huge safety concern. Um, which uh, actually is some, something that I do want to delve more into is physical versus emotional safety, especially in regards to the holidays and being around your family. A lot of cishet people don't realize that, well, even not even just cishet people, just a lot of people even in, in the queer community, specifically those who have come from a more privileged background, don't even realize how stressful it is, even if it's like, uh, <laughs> okay, what I'm trying to say is that physical and emotional safety are incredibly important, and a lot of people only look at physical safety as an indicator of whether or not you're safe in your home or safe to go home for the holidays. Emotional safety is incredibly important, and it is just as important to me and to, you know, like, doctors. <laughs> like, psychologically speaking, it is also incredibly important, but, you know, that's a whole other thing. Um... So, like, a lot of people don't realize that even if going home as a queer person doesn't mean that you'll be physically attacked, even if it just means awkward conversations or being yelled at or anything like that, that is that is a toxic environment for you, and that is not a safe environment, and that's okay. You're allowed, you, you are allowed to not want to put your emotional safety at risk, even if your physical safety is not in the question, and a lot of people don't realize that. And in regards to holidays, you know, a queer person, like, you know, I was, well, okay, I'll be honest, a lot of the reason I'm bringing this up is because of my experience this year. Um, I actually did have some personal issues with going home for the holidays. Um, for Thanksgiving, I was, uh, I was a little concerned about my safety and, you know, whether my original plan to go home was going to work out. Um, 
you know, for the record, I'm totally fine. I was safe. Everything was fine. But I was concerned about it. And I realized that, like, part of the problem was that I, I mean, both part of the problem for the people that I was talking to about this and trying to work this out with, along with my own self in, you know, kind of gaslighting myself into thinking that I was being ridiculous and, you know, feeling guilty for for having this issue is because it wasn't really my physical safety that was at risk by going home. It was my emotional safety. I knew I was physically safe, but I didn't feel emotionally safe. And I was so upset and I was so scared. Like I was terrified to go home at one point. Um, and that's okay. You don't, your physical safety does not have to be at risk as a queer person to go home for you to not want to go home. That's okay. And that also goes for anybody outside of the queer community as well. If for whatever reason, going home for the holidays or you know, any situation, even if it's just your emotional safety at risk versus your physical safety, that is a completely valid concern. Um, and it's just a very big issue that I think a lot of people don't don't take into consideration. Um, you know, there's just, there's just a lot always going on with holidays and it's just a very stressful time. Um, so moving on from the physical versus emotional safety, um, I have some tips that I have acquired that uh, I was reminding myself of before I went home, and I figured that uh, it would be a good idea to share with other people, um, you know, share with you guys for tips to go home. And of course, I'm a little late for the Thanksgiving break, but I'm weeks ahead for the winter break. Um, so, you know, take these take these in mind. And you know, if none of these are helpful, that's okay. If you've tried them before and they're not helpful, that's okay. I won't be offended. I probably, I mean, unless you tell me, I'm not gonna know whether you take these into consideration or not, but I figured that it would be useful, you know, to maybe hear from another queer person these different tips. And just as a warning, some of them do sound like the cringy stuff that you hear all the time, but they are genuinely helpful. And I'm not, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do my best to not just say the cringy part and leave it at that, but explain why it's helpful. And speaking of possibly cringy tips, my first one, is to take a breath and gather yourself before interactions, before going home, before dinner, before leaving your room in the morning, anything like that. Just take a moment to gather yourself and gather your thoughts before going out and forcing yourself to interact with these people that you feel may attack you or anything like that. And, you know, the cringy, like, oh, just breathe, blah, blah, blah. Yes, there is a physical, there's a physical aspect to that, that you know like oh yeah you know like you know scientifically it's it's proven that breathing helps but also just taking that moment for yourself it's a really great moment to just take like to just pause and reflect and calm yourself and collect yourself before putting yourself into a stressful situation because at least for me running into every stressful situation without preparation is incredibly stressful and it never goes well um so, you know, taking that moment is always very helpful for me. Um, and then some more tips that, you know, you probably already know, but I'm going to try to go more into them, um, is avoiding interactions with close-minded relatives as much as possible. Of course, that's kind of the whole idea. That's what we're trying to do. Um, and, you know, some of the ways that you can do that is, you know, like, of course, besides just not putting yourself in a position to have to interact with them, but also having responses prepared in your head and action plans prepared in your head for if anybody says anything to you, if anybody you know st tries to start a problem or is clearly trying to get your attention, but you're not you're not giving them that attention that they, that they want in order to get a rise out of you. Um, 
you know, so having having ideas prepared for like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom instead of talking to grandma who will not stop citing Bible verses at me whenever I talk about my boyfriend, you know, anything like that. Um, you know, having those responses prepared in your head can help you get out of interactions when you can't necessarily avoid them or when they're brought on to you. Um, and also in regards to having responses prepared in your head, it gets, on a sciency level, um, I heard this information the other day and it actually made me feel a lot better about the fact that I overthink everything. Um, but that's, um, anyway, uh, thinking, having responses and an action plan in your head before you go into it gets the neural pathways in your head set up so that when you get into these, if or when you get into these situations, you're less likely to get completely flustered and not know what to do because your brain has already acted this out and it'll go, oh, okay, so this is happening. So we're just gonna go through this neural pathway and we're gonna do this. Um, it helps to get you more prepared. And you know, also some other tips for avoiding interactions with close-minded relatives is like talking to any trusted family members or friends that are in attendance. And if you don't have any, unfortunately, uh, you can talk to friends and family on the phone. You know, smartphones are a wonderful invention when it comes to avoiding family at holidays. Um, you can either just be on your phone or you can talk to them and have a plan in mind. Help them to help you. Help them help you in that, you know, especially if they're present, being like, hey, if such and such happens, please do such and such. So, you know, if grandma asks about, you know, why I'm not wearing a dress or why I'm wearing a suit, um, you know, say, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, the fashion statement or, oh, none of the dresses fit, anything like that that you can think of. Just having having that support person there to help you avoid those interactions and keep people away from you, if possible, is a really great plan if that's an, if that's an option. Um, otherwise, just generally having a safety net there, having people that are aware of your situation can both just help you feel better because it helps you feel seen and it gives you an opportunity to talk about the issues that you're having, but it also makes it so that you're not the only one responsible for keeping you safe or not necessarily responsible depending on the situation because I don't want anybody here to feel bad if you know their friend or their family member is going to an event that they might not be completely safe at and they ask you to help there's only so much you can do especially if you're not there yourself but having that person there to help you keep yourself safe and you know hold hold yourself accountable for you know not not pushing yourself into dangerous situations can be really helpful. Um, and also in regards to having a safety net, have an escape plan, both for a pa like a pause, like a mental break, and also to just get the hell out of there. Um, and you know, for some people, this, this may not be a full-fledged plan. Um, for some people, that's not an option. They can't leave. And that's especially where those mental breaks are really important. Um, you know, going to the bathroom, I'm gonna go get some water in the kitchen where no one else is. I'm gonna go take the dog for a walk. Oh, my friend's calling me, they need help. I have a project that I have to work on that doesn't actually exist, but they don't have to know that. Having different plans to escape the moment and to just take a break, take a breath. Um, you know, if, if you're starting to get overwhelmed by some of the comments that people are making, or if you just, you just need to get away for whatever reason, have those plans in your head already and you know if you're not sure of what to do because you're like you're going to a new place then like you know you're you're celebrating at your aunt's this year instead of your grandma's and you don't know what your aunt's house looks like you don't know what's in there um you can still have those general ideas and then when you get there start working them out in your head so that you can figure out what to do and you're not completely lost in the moment um especially for those you know mental breaks and those pauses instead of waiting until you're already overwhelmed already on the verge of you know 
like crying or a panic attack or an anxiety attack or you know a burst of aggression anything like that instead of waiting until you're in that moment when you're when your adrenaline is running when you're panicking you're not going to be able to think straight having those ideas in your head already is going to help you know it's going to save you a world of stress i don't think i said that correctly but i hope you got, you you know what i meant <laughs> um anyway uh so yeah having an escape plan is very important and uh something you know this is again another cringy thing well cringy i guess i don't like I don't like cringe. Cringe is dead. But anyway, uh, another one of those cheesy things is remember who you are and that they do not matter. You are you and they are sad. <laughs> and I say that because people that are actually happy with their lives don't feel the need to go be mean to other people and attack other people, especially for something like being queer, which has no impact on them whatsoever. Like, you are you and they are sad they are sad people that have no idea how to exist without making other people feel worse than they do and of course some some of you may be out there saying no my grandma really does love me she's just stuck in the past sure i'm not saying that just because they're they're you know some people might make an inappropriate comment means they're a terrible person some of them are obviously but you know that's, that's not it's not a, it's not a blanket statement but clearly there is some internal conflict going on with them that they feel the need to comment on this and they don't they cannot let go of the fact that you are your own person and they're their own person and you being queer does ha has no impact on them you know it's it, you know it's the very cheesy thing remember you are you and their opinion doesn't matter and it can be really hard to to remind yourself of that especially when some of the comments or the attacks or threats or anything of that nature especially when those come from you know say a parent or a sibling or just generally a part of the family that you know you really look up to or that especially in like in cultures of today that you're supposed to look up to and that you're supposed to love it can be really difficult when you know your mom is homophobic or your dad is transphobic or anything like that it can be incredibly hard to remind yourself that their opinion doesn't matter because you want their opinion to matter a lot but at the end of the day you are your own person you are your own identity they're going to say whatever they're going to say they're going to believe whatever they're going to believe and you you don't have to let them change you because clearly they're not changing for you so why should you change for them is basically how i think about it especially with you know a lot of my personal uh negative relationships with people in regards to my identity it's just i am myself and i'm not going to change that because you're not changing yourself to make me happy either so why should i change um so that's that's my whole spiel of remember who you are um you know the big mufasa and the clouds moment um but uh the last thing that i really want to talk about especially in regards to tips for the holidays is setting boundaries not everybody is in a position where you can do this either you know you're a minor and you don't really have the authority in your family dynamic to set certain boundaries for yourself or you know you can't set the boundary of not going for such and such a reason i know that there are a lot of people in a position that can't do that and i didn't even feel myself that i was able to set certain boundaries until i until i got to college and i realized oh i'm an 18 year old i'm an adult i'm at college of course i'm far from completely independent but I am in a position where I'm an adult and I can make adult decisions to set boundaries for myself. And something that 
like boundaries are, are something that I have struggled with for years in every aspect of my life. I have such a hard time telling people no. I never want to disappoint people. I never want to come across like my friends can never come to me or like I hate people for not wanting to be around in certain situations or anything like that. Any boundary that you could set, I was I felt so guilty setting it. You do not have to apologize for needing and setting healthy boundaries. You are not a bad person for needing boundaries. And of course, sometimes it hurts to be on the receiving end of that boundary, but also remember that their boundary is not inherently a reflection of you as a person. Sometimes it is, and sometimes that's a moment where you need to self-reflect, and sometimes that's a moment where they're being a little ridiculous. But that's just, that's up for you to decide. But in regards to you setting boundaries, you do not have to apologize. It is really hard. And some people may be hurt by it, but that's on them, not you. As long as you are doing what you need to do for yourself and being as kind to everyone else in the situation as you can be, then you really haven't done anything wrong there. And some people are just going to be upset because it hurts to be told, oh, I'm not coming to Thanksgiving. I'm not coming to Christmas because of such and such. It can hurt. But Sometimes the truth hurts, and sometimes you need to tell people those things, and you are allowed to set boundaries. You, If you don't want to go home for the thanks, for Thanksgiving or whatever holiday, then you don't have to. If you're only comfortable showing up for dinner and leaving before dessert, that's fine. If you refuse to talk to this certain person, or if they say this, then you, want, then you will leave, you are completely within your right to say that. Because boundaries are there for a reason. They're there to keep us safe and keep us healthy. And... It might be really hard to set them, but they are so important, especially in a situation like this where, you're, where your safety is at risk and you are in danger. Boundaries are very important and they can be really hard to set, but it's, it's so important. So with about 10 minutes left in this podcast, uh, that's, that's basically all the serious stuff. Um, if anybody has any comments on that or you know, wants or needs to talk, my Instagram DMs are always open. Feel free to comment. Um, but now we are going to get into the fun section of the epi- episode, which I'm happy that I, I have this much time for it. I found some LGBTQ Christmas movies. I did I did try to find non-Christmas LGBTQ holiday movies. In the time that I had, I was not able to find any. I will still be on the lookout, you know, leading up to things. Um, you know, of course, any Hanukkah movie that I find at this point will be over by the time the next episode like Hanukkah will be over by the time the next episode comes out but you know it's still the holiday season you can still watch it in my opinion um I mean I've watched Christmas movies well after and well before Christmas and I don't care it's a movie if it makes me happy then I'm watching it (laughs) but you know in the spirit of the holidays and Christmas uh, I figured I would gather some you know LGBTQ Christmas movies to watch so that you're not stuck watching the same Hallmark movies of the same blonde girl and the same brunette man making out after you know some hallmark movie plotline um that's not to say that some of these movies uh, well okay by some i mean probably all i haven't seen any of these personally but i was looking at the the trailers and the like the synopsis for all of these they they probably do fit the mold of a good hallmark movie but you know when it's queer it's fun. <laughs> when it's queer it's different you know it's it's just something different and you know then we get the happy fun feelings that straight people can get watching these movies meanwhile we're like Okay, but he's ugly. Why didn't you? Be, why didn't she date her childhood best friend? That's way prettier, anyway. <laughs> oh goodness! But anyway, let's get into it. I found a couple movies here. Uh, the first one is Christmas at the Ranch. This is a Tello Films movie. Um, I believe you'll have access to it on December first. I don't know if that means that it's coming out this year. I honestly 
this was this one was actually thrown on the list at the last second, so I didn't um, I didn't get time to see if it's new or if it's just not available yet. Um, I c also couldn't find it for free anywhere. I believe you do have to purchase this before we you know before we get into it and I get your hopes up. Um, but anyway, Christmas at the ranch. Raised by her grandmother, city slicker Haley is summoned home to Tennessee by her brother, who needs her help to save the family ranch from foreclosure, a familiar enough scenario to fans of TV Christmas movies. Haley is reluctant to get involved, but finally gets the Christmas spirit and some real chemistry with ranch hand Kate. Uh, so when I was looking at the trailer for this, it did actually seem to be fairly diverse um, in regards to race. It's, it's not especially, and I, I may have been... Uh, you know, I may have been assuming some of the actors' races wrong, and I apologize if that's the case. Um, but it didn't seem to be just the typical white family. It seemed to be some dynamic, like some different uh, representation there. Um, but of course, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but it seemed very sweet. It did seem like the very, stere very stereotypical Hallmark movie of, oh, I have to save Christmas, you know, like save something for Christmas. Um, but they seemed really cute, and also Haley and Kate from the trailer seemed to have really fun chemistry. It seemed very fun. Um, so let me know if anybody out there has seen that movie, if you like that movie, or you know, when, if, if you ever got to watch it. Um, the next movie is Single All the Way. This is Netflix's first queer film, and it has a gay male couple this time. Uh, so basically the general synopsis is Peter begs his best friend Nick to come home with him and pretend to be his boyfriend so that his family will stop bothering him about it. Very stereotypical fan fiction trope of, you know, like the fake boyfriend or the fake girlfriend and then they slowly end up falling in love. It's very cheesy. Um, personally, I am such a sucker for those. I think those scenarios are just absolutely hysterical. Um, and also, Jennifer Coolidge is in it, which, frankly, I don't really have much of an opinion on her, but she is very popular among the, the queer community for you know a lot of people so figured i'd mention that um so yeah that's netflix's first queer film i believe it said it's available on the 2nd of december but i may be wrong on that front but for anybody who has netflix that'll be free to watch um and you know anybody who doesn't have netflix find someone who does and steal their password <laughs> uh, uh, of course don't do that that's netflix doesn't want you to do that in this capitalist society uh so i totally didn't say that um yeah, so that's the that's the deal with single all the way. I, I think it's a pretty I think it looks like a pretty cool pretty cool movie. The trailer seemed fun. And that one actually I know has a bit of diversity in it. I believe one of the main characters is black and the other one I think is white, but I'm not totally sure on that. I haven't I didn't research that. I was just going off of the appearance of the characters in the trailer. So please forgive me if I got and if I continue to get anybody's race wrong in any of these movies. I'm trying to mention any diversity because I know, especially for Christmas and Hallmark movies, they are so, so just, there's just such a lack of diversity. And a lot of the, the a lot of the only diversity that you get is, um, like, I forget, I forget the one character that is very popular, but it's like the stereotype of like the big, you know, obnoxious and loud black grandmother, um, which, you know, of course, like, of, to some people that that may be very entertaining and it may be very reminiscent of their own family but you know that's not that shouldn't be the only representation of you know for example a black family at Christmas time um, but anyway the next movie is the Jenkins family Christmas uh, after the death of the family patriarch adult sisters 
Bonetta, I believe I might be pronouncing that wrong, and I, I apologize, but Bonetta and Beverly try to continue family Christmas traditions despite long-simmering resentments, but the arrival of a previously unknown half-sister could put coal in everyone's stockings. Bonetta's gray son, Kenny, brings his boyfriend Logan home for the holidays, but is given an icy reception. Will Logan's pushing Kenny to stand up to his overbearing mother bring them closer together or drive them apart? So this is a either BET Plus or BET Plus. I'm not actually sure the proper way to say that company's name. Um, but it seemed pretty cool. Um, this one is about a black family. Um, you know, as if, if it wasn't obvious from the synopsis, the whole movie isn't about the gay characters, but they are pretty, they do seem to be a very prominent part of the film. Um, so I figured I would mention that movie. It seemed very entertaining. Um, but, you know, I again, I haven't seen any of these movies. I just looked at the trailer. So may, maybe they suck, but I don't think they do. The trailer seemed fun. I'm not just trying to throw out any random Christmas movie that I find. Um, so, yeah, that's the Jenkins Family Christmas. The next one is The Christmas House 2, Deck Those Halls. So this is a sequel, if you couldn't tell by the title. Um, the original uh, the original, The Christmas House came out last year, um, which was actually a Hallmark movie. Um, and that one was not about... Uh, I don't think that one actually had any gay content in it, or maybe it did, but um, this one is very much about the gay content. Um, so in the original, Bill and Phyllis Mitchell treated their adult sons, invited their adult sons home for the holidays, then drop a bomb that they're selling the family home. This time around, gay son Brandon and his husband Jake compete with Brandon's straight brother Mike to see who can create the most festively decorated Christmas house. So as I said, this is an actual Hallmark movie, so it's going to have the typical Hallmark plot, not like the others don't seem to also have a Hallmark plot, but, you know, Hallmark movies are popular for a reason. Um, so this one seems pretty fun. Um, I'm not actually sure how central their being gay is to the film, but, you know, the two of the main characters are gay and in a relationship, so that's pretty cool. Um, I actually don't remember what the diversity looks like in this movie. Um, this was one of the first trailers that I watched, so I'm honestly kind of blanking on the diversity in that one, so I can't comment on that. Um, but it did seem cool, and uh, I'm not sure where you can watch either of these, actually. Um, like, either the first one or the second one, because it's a homework movie, and I'm actually not familiar with where to access them. But, uh, you know, simple Google search should hopefully help with that endeavor, and I apologize that I didn't get that information before recording. Uh, so the last Christmas movie that I found is called Under the Christmas Tree. So Under the Christmas Tree is about... Uh, so Christmas tree whisperer Charlie Fremont finds the perfect tree for the governor's holiday celebration right in the backyard of marketing whiz Alma Beltran. While they initially butt heads, according to the official description, romantic sparks soon begin to fly between the two women as the enchanting tree and some Christmas fairy dust from the town's patisserie. Wow, I don't know how to pronounce that word. There's a lot of accents there that I don't know. Um, patisserie? <laughs> I'm probably butchering that. I actually missed that one. Uh, missed that word, so I'm sorry. But, uh... The, from the town's something extraordinaire brings out the best in them. Uh, so honestly, the description was kind of, that was probably a really bad description and my apologies, but basically uh, this girl finds, like she's in charge of finding the tree for the governor's holiday celebration to present in the town and finds it in the backyard of this girl. And this tree has been growing in, their in her backyard since she was a kid and she has a lot of sentimental value to it and she doesn't want to do it. But then, you know, they slowly stop butting heads and then they fall in love, like as you know, lesbians. Um, so this one actually seemed pretty interesting. It's a Lifetime movie, which honestly, from my experience, Lifetime movies are kind of hit or miss. Um, but this one seemed really cute, and I, th I actually thought the, the actresses had really good chemistry in the trailer. It seemed really fun, and it seemed 
like something that like I mean it's a, of course the typical cheesy Christmas movie plot line but it didn't seem like something that had already been done before and was just being made gay which to be fair those have its those have their place but that's not exactly what queer people are necessarily looking for when it comes to queer representation um so yeah those are all the Christmas movies that I found for for now anyway um you know maybe I'll try to find some more for the next episode and keep the the holiday movie thing the the queer holiday movie thing going for the rest of December maybe I don't know um but yeah, that actually also wraps up the episode. So uh, I hope you guys had a great break and I hope you guys enjoyed the content today. And I hope that any of those tips are going to be helpful for some of you. And if not, that's okay. Um, but, you know, I hope it was helpful for even just one of you out there to feel a little less alone and it'll feel a little more safer and more prepared to go home this Christmas or for Hanukkah, which, you know, to be fair, that's already happening. But um, anybody meeting up with family during Hanukkah or Christmas or Yule, any other any other celebrations during this holiday season. You know, I hope you feel a little bit more prepared and just know that I see you and I love you and everything will be okay eventually. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Or however that quote goes. I think I got that quote wrong, but that's okay. Um, so anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. So stay tuned for next week's episode. Have a good night, everybody.